Welcome to Jen and Juice. We are two sisters who grew up humbly in the trailer park and in Sunday school, where we weathered the storms of kitchen scissor bangs, purity culture, fundamentalism, culottes, flannel boards, and fellowship hall potlucks. We remain devout to Jesus as we continue to wrestle out our faith with fear and trembling. We hope to provide a safe space to have real, raw conversations about everything and nothing, this and that, the secular and the sacred, you know, the juxtaposition of all things life. We want to use what the Lord has given us. Snark, quick wit, hard-earned wisdom. We promise to show up wobbly on Sundays, strong on other days. We aim to be a refreshing palate cleanse in a world starving for hope and light. We're like therapy you can afford. Because we're free. So welcome to Gin and Juice. We're We're here here to help help a sister and brother out. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi. Okay, so we have some red pen remarks from our last episode where we talked about things you can't say that motherhood edition. Yes. Um, first of all, Micah was listening in the car with me and she said, y'all sound shy. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean shy? And she goes, I don't know. Your voices just sound like you're shy. You're being really shy. And I started thinking about it and I was like, our voices do sound different. But I told her, Bubba, that's because we had zero energy. We yeah. had strep. We had all of these things going on. We yeah. felt like the walking dead totally and we actually because we we drop a new episode every thursday Mm -hmm. and so we we actually met thursday yeah originally to record (laughs) thinking we would go ahead and just drop it thursday afternoon right okay so i show up to jenny's because her house is where our recording studio is i show (laughs) hey studio (laughs) is being very generous it's my recording junk room (laughs) i'm looking at a four foot tall unicorn Okay, so I, I show up to, to Jenny's to record, and I didn't even bring the recording device. Like, I didn't even have, like, our memory stick or anything. And Jenny and I just looked at each other, and we were like, oh, well. <laughs> like, that was it. That We were done. That's like, the only, okay. that's all the energy we had for the day. Yeah, oh, was, well. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to go home and sleep now. <laughs> She's like, okay, me too. Before we get the kids. That was it. That yeah. was all we had. So, um, we did not mean to sound shy. We were trying not to die. <laughs> that strep bacteria was still it's brutal oh man i'm still not 100 like i still feel it in the back of my throat like just stuck like this gonna yeah mm-hmm. me too yeah yesterday i was i mean zero energy and it's rough so i'm praying for all y'all if you come in contact with it because we hear it's rampant yes so just take care of yourself you're not lazy for taking a nap no <laughs> it's and you know what that's something I, I was struggling with over the weekend because I felt I had things to do and so I would just buster up all the you know energy I could mm-hmm. bolster it up and just push forward and get things done and then I would just sit and just exhaustion and I was kind of contemplating the the truth of how in America we have made productivity such a god oh yeah such a, an idol and that if if productivity is the idol then rest is the enemy mm-hmm. and it, we don't even see it as rest and healing we see it as laziness yeah. and in my personality and the way I'm wired the way I I can kind of 
I can kind of slide down my uh, Enneagram triad because I'm a six, but I, when I'm in working and in, in productivity, I'm a three. I'm going to get some stuff done and I'm a high producer. And so when I feel sick and I have to like take time out, I struggle not to just go to this place in my head of self-talk of like, you're lazy, you're lazy, you're, you're lazy. A failure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're a failure. Like, get up. Like, other women do this. And I'm like, no, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to rest and, and, and get better. But man, I struggled through that all weekend. And I just had to really pray. I really did. I had to pray about it because I felt guilty. I'm like, I don't get sick and stay down a week. Right. Even after surgery. I know. <laughs> like, it was bizarre. Yeah. So, anyway, so for whoever needed to hear that, like, take your time, heal, rest is holy. Yes. It is. He makes us lie down beside still waters because he's the good shepherd and he knows that we need to. Mm-hmm. And so, when that opportunity presents itself, take you, it. Yeah. You know, like when you get strep. <laughs> That's what you're allowed. That's right. <laughs> a nap. So, yeah, take a nap. So, yes. But you had something else to say, too, about kind of a red pen remark. Well, just that we got lots of texts from women who were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry if I ever said that. Was that <laughs> did I say that? And we were was like, was that for me? Yeah. And Jenny and I, we were horrified because we're like, no, like this was not like us like sliding in some passive aggressive right. attempt at like verbally attacking someone. It was not targeted. Yeah. They knew what they did. Yeah. Like it wasn't that at all. And more often than not in the list, Jenny and I had talked outside of the podcast that we have been guilty of saying and doing these very things in the past. Mm-hmm. And, but it's that whole Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And so that's what we always hope to bring to the podcast is conversations that like shed light and enlighten us all to new things so we know better and then we do better and if you were convicted about it great i mean now you know better that's right do better so we can do better Mm -hmm. yeah so but no we were not at all trying to point a finger or attack anybody Mm, we we love our mothers-in-law our sisters-in-law our best friends we love we we love all y'all all all y'all and plus if you have one finger pointed at you guess how many are pointed back at yourself oh wait i said that wrong (laughs) Shocker. I said a saying wrong. When you point a finger at someone, you have three pointing back at you. I'm looking at my hand right now like I don't point like this. Thank you, Mr. Brady. Didn't didn't on on the Brady bunch, wasn't Mr. Brady always saying stuff like that to the kids? I I'm sure. It had to be in some, you know, after school special or Yeah. I don't know. That's right. But anyway. That's right. No finger pointing. Take a look in the mirror. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was supposed to be for us to look inward. Yes. So yeah, that was my red pen remark. So Okay, well, Jenny, why don't you bring us into this week's episode? We're so excited. Well, welcome to episode 10. Woo-hoo. We are in the episode entitled Happy Mother's Day featuring Lady Gaga. He has Gaga in the house. Gaga, say hi. Hi. Good morning. So um, why are we calling you Gaga? Well, <clears throat> that came from my firstborn granddaughter, and um, she was on the phone. She lived in Houston. and Karis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Karis. Karis lived in Houston at the time, and she was a little tiny baby. And I was talking to um, her dad. He was rocking her at the time. And um, all of a sudden, she started just, Gaga, 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 And he said, she's talking to you, Gaga. Oh, my goodness. And so... 
there I became Gaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, nobody believes me that Karis was born a toddler. Oh my gosh, and she was huge. She was talking at eight months old. She yes, because we she were was. we moved here when she was nine months old. Yeah, and so this was before that, and she was about eight months old, and she started. I mean, and I know it was like, you know, the blabbers and stuff, but it was intentional. It was pointed. Yes. And she, talking in full sentences by the time she was one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. She talked well before she walked. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she did. Because we had said that your name was going to be Leela. Yes. Your grandma name was going to be Leela. Yes. Because our good friend, Ed, she called you Leela when she was little. And we loved it. We thought that was so sweet. So endearing. Yeah. Love you, Ed. Yeah, but uh, Gaga, mm-hmm. you're our Gaga. Yeah, because the firstborn grandchild gets the naming rights. Oh, yeah. They get to name the grandparents. So you can mm-hmm. call her Leela, and that grandbaby is going to trump that card and mm-hmm. play that th- trump card and name them whatever they want. That's right. <laughs> Bless those who are named Pee-Pee and Poo-Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi and Pee-Pee. Because <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> Uh, one time I was in uh, sixth grade and I had to go down to the, you know, little kids hall to help out for something. And I remember walking by, I think it was a third grade hall and it was toward the end of the year or maybe the beginning. No, it was the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, grandparents day is in what? Uh, September. September. Mm-hmm. So it was around grandparents day. And so they had done a little activity and I was strolling the halls of school. I was a good kid. So I was, you know, um, strolling honorably Mm -hmm. and i was looking at all their little art and i was seeing like all these cute little fun grandpa and grandma names and then i came across mimi and pee pee and i remember standing in the hallway doubled over going oh my gosh poor pee pee (laughs) and he was probably like oh it's the sweetest name ever Absolutely. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, so Gaga is our mom, Mm -hmm. Linda Johnson Phillips. So she is joining us today on this episode. And I wish y'all could see her faces right now. (laughs) She's very uncomfortable. She hates all of this. We said, Mom, scoot up. Are you comfortable? No, but I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that tells you everything you need to know about mom. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uncomfortable, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, so we, we thought we would just kind of go through some questions um, for, for mom, with mom today. But again, we just kind of want to issue that trigger warning that we said last week at the top of the show and just uh, say that we're going to talk about things of motherhood. And we know that you guys all come from different backgrounds and you had some of you had incredible moms and some of you did not have incredible moms yep. and you don't have restored relationships to this day. And so um, we just our hearts really have gone out to you guys. Um, we've really prayed over these mm-hmm. episodes. And um, and if it's too painful in your healing process to listen to this, again, turn it off. Mm-hmm. Because um, unless this adds value to the step um, that you're on in your journey, if, if this adds value, listen. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then don't listen. Don't, don't let yourself become triggered and rehearse things that, um, that aren't worth spending the energy on today. Mm. And so, um, we hope that, you know, that you'll do what's best for your heart. Okay. Yes, absolutely. 
Okay, Jenny. So let's start with some questions. Okay. Um, I don't see this one on the list. Okay. But um, who's your favorite daughter? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That came straight from Bubba. She asks me almost daily, am I your favorite? Oh, I love Bubba. And I'll say, you're my favorite Bubba in the whole world. And she'll be like, can you say that without saying Bubba? (laughs) Oh. So, JK, that's not a question. Kind of. I can tell you that I have two favorite daughters in the whole world. Hmm. Favorite firstborn and favorite lastborn. (laughs) Oh. Yes. I'm their favorite. (laughs) You're the first favorite. Oh. Well, you're the last favorite. Oh, true. Best for last. Oh. What'd you call me in that text? Um, what'd you name me? Spare. <laughs> oh. And I called her rough draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Prince Harry wrote his memoir yeah. and he called it himself the spare. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an heir. Prince William, and then the spare, Prince Harry. And so someone had said on Instagram, are you even the firstborn child if you haven't changed your younger sibling's name to spare in your contact list? And I was like, (laughs) amen. So I put Jenny, spare. And then she was like, okay, rough draft. I'm like, dang, she's wittier than I am. Always. She's so funny. So I just think stupid. book, Harry. Prince Harry, I loved your book. <laughs> oh, because Prince Harry is definitely listening to the oh, Jenny Shoes sure. podcast. We are favored. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here we go. You ready, Mom? Yes. Okay. So what advice would you give young Linda May or just young moms in general? Do you have any good advice for us? Uh, <laughs> this is something that I have even talked to myself about. Um I often thought if I had had better guidance when I was younger, I I think I would have done many, many things differently. <clears throat> so if you haven't had guidance, <clears throat> take time to pray and research. Research every choice or change, which, which choices bring change, um, that you're about to make. Um, and seek guidance from a mentor. If mm-hmm. you don't have a mentor, find one. And by being a mentor, try to find someone who's wise and and can can give you guidance. That's good because not everybody has the mom who's readily available or right. maybe doesn't have the confidence to kind of speak into those things or just maybe the the parental child relationship isn't that where they can go to their parent and ask for some wise advice for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. Like give yourself permission to find a mentor. Yes. Yes. And even if you do have a mom that yes. you, you feel comfortable going to, it's okay. It's, it was okay with me for y'all to find a mentor because there were many things that I didn't know how to share the way I wish I could have. And, and if you're getting an outside person's view even moms need to hear that sometimes. So, Well, yeah, because we have blind spots with our own kids. Absolutely. Always, right? Mm-hmm. So if yes. I'm coming to you asking for advice on my marriage, it's highly unlikely you're going to choose Brad's side, which is not true. She'll choose Brad over me. Every time. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, now Jenny. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, you pick me. That's right. <laughs> Jessica Renee, you need to go back and be nice to your husband. He is amazing. Don't you lose him. Yeah. I love my son-in-laws. <laughs> I know, she does. But I love my daughters. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's really good because um, 
we've had strong women in our lives Mm -hmm. and um, I've had a mentor, Michelle Keith, since I was like 21 years old and it was never, Michelle was never a replacement for my mom and Michelle would never want to be because again, it was a healthy relationship, not codependency. Mm -hmm. And so Michelle loves me and pours into me, but I can talk to her about some things that I know there's lines there because someone had told us early on, like when you get married and you're having problems, probably don't take that to your mom. Yeah. Because that's not really fair to put your mom in that situation. You may forgive your husband. Your mom's may not. Yeah. So some of that was wise counsel early on. And so I would, I could talk to Michelle about these things and, and it not kind of hurt the, the family dynamic when there was, um, you know, when, when there was trials and tribulations happening, you know? So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And too, like you said, like Lulu was always a sounding board for me. And she, the first thing she would always say, cause she was very honoring to you was honey, have you talked to your mama about it? Yeah. And if I said, well, like, you know, like, yeah, but she's not listening (laughs) (laughs) or she's not listening. Right. (laughs) You know, then she would have wise counsel, but and that too, like she didn't want that place of, oh, well, you know, come tell me everything and I'm going to, you know, hold it in and then I'm going to attack your mom with it. She was never that. No. Yes. And so I would say if you yes. do find that, you have to find the wise counsel because anybody who tries to take the place of someone else in your life, run. run. Do not walk away from them. Run. Yes. We have to be so careful with narcissistic behavior, yes. people with codependency where they oh, need gosh, yeah. you mm-hmm. to need them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, please be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very mm-hmm. dangerous in female on female relationships. For right. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that mom. So did anybody act as kind of a, a mentor to you? Because, okay. So mom was born to Ruby and Ruby was one of 12 children, yes. 11 girls and one boy, 11 <laughs> sisters and one brother. And so, Mom, you were literally raised in like a true like village of I women. I was. So was there an aunt or a friend or a friend's mom or anybody who you saw as like kind of that mentor female? Honestly, <laughs> sorry, Aunt Delta. <laughs> we... um we were basically kids that were told to be seen and not heard. Well, that was the generation, yeah. sure. Yeah, it really was. And um, so I guess I was afraid to talk to adults. I really was. I was scared to talk to adults because I was afraid that I was going to say the wrong thing or that they just weren't going to listen anyway. So I really didn't know how to reach out to receive a mentor, but I was a quiet person anyway, so I observed and I, I learned by watching others and trying to choose the right the right things versus the wrong things. And so I, I still never did reach out for a mentor, but I do have good, solid friends mm-hmm. that I've, I've gained solid friends over the years. It took me many, many years because I was so quiet and so shy. So... I don't know. Not really. Well, Retta, your best friend growing up, her mom, who you, her name was Margaret, and you called her Mama Margaret. Yes. And Mama Margaret was kind of uh, an outside voice. I think she she may not have been that exact mentor in a classical sense, but she definitely helped shape you. Absolutely. Completely. Yes, she did. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she just passed away just a few years ago, and even, mm-hmm. you know, they would come visit, and Mama Margaret would still just sit and talk and listen to you. I've just to me that Mama Margaret 
you know, was definitely one of those people. Yes, that's a good way to good way to think about that. Yeah. Yes, she was always the outspoken person. My mother was also very quiet, so um, I very seldom got information from her to to grow up or or to process yeah. and through her but mama margaret she just raised strong women yeah. and i felt like she helped raise me to be a stronger woman too she was really full of life yeah. loved her miss her tremendously well and i think some too like having a mentor doesn't always mean sit down and talk right like observing what other moms or adults do that you're like well i you, you watch, you do, especially as little kids. We see, little kids see everything and yes. they notice everything. Yeah. And so noticing what they do that's different, you took that to heart. Or noticing, I don't like the way they did that with their kid. I don't like the way they spoke to them or treated them. You kept that in your heart, like, I don't want to do that. So even just the observance. You Very can, true. You can just look around and see, I don't want to be like that. I like that. Yes. Well, it's exactly. kind of that John Maxwell principle that what is leadership boiled down to? Leadership is influence. Mm-hmm. And that's really what like a true mentor is in your life is someone who lives in such a way that they have influence over you because it's a you know, it's a positive, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there can be negative too, but you're really looking for that mentor type person who just has a positive influence over your, the steps that you're taking in your own life. So yeah, I definitely think mom Margaret hits that category. I Mm -hmm. agree. I agree. Yeah. And all of your aunts, really, they were all around. Oh, absolutely. Yes. They, they were all, uh, we were seriously like a village. They, when my mother, she was a, a single mom and, um, she worked nights, and so when she had to work at night, somebody had to watch my brother and I because he was five years younger than me, so he was a little bitty. And um, we had our aunts would step in and help out. My grandma, my mom's mom, she was always there, and they are the ones I feel like raised me, the all of them. And I just I could not love them anymore because yeah. they have always been very special to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They're very, yes. very special women. They are. And Alta, we love you. She yep. is the only remaining one, the last. Yep. Yes. Aunt Alta. So. Well, we kind of have Aunt Shirley, too. Yeah. Aunt Shirley uh, was married to the only son in the family, mm-hmm. and she will always be part of our lives. Yeah. 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 Yes, sweet mm-hmm. Aunt Shirley. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shirley one or Shirley two? Because <laughs> he married two Shirleys, and I always get him confused. <laughs> Shirley will get it right. <laughs> Oh. One. You're witty. See? Oh, I'm so witty. Yes, Shirley one. Shirley's yes. the okay. sweet one. She's so sweet. And and um, Alta's the sassy one. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it, Alta. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm her favorite. I'm her favorite. <laughs> Stinking Jenny. <laughs> okay, Alta. Jenny. We all know Jenny's her favorite. So, and Shay. Alta is the last pregnancy of our great grandma she had a twin alma who passed away a couple years ago oh my gosh and alta and alma were numbers 11 and 12 of the brood (laughs) the duke's brood yes and um alta and alma um they could not be more night and day as twins and so they would get so mad at me and jessica because we would always get along and when we would go to family reunions we would just be playing together and laughing and having fun and they'd go you need to fight more (laughs) (laughs) this ain't right y'all need to fight more (laughs) I remember Alma asking me, just serious as can be, like we were young adults at a family reunion, and she was like, 
y'all are are y'all putting on for us do y'all really get along i mean really and i was like yes ma'am we really get along and she was like oh She's like, why didn't we all get along like that? I was like, because you lived in like a three bedroom shack. Yeah. With you were so sick of each 15 other. people. Yes. It's so fair. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you get along now. Yeah. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, mom, you brought up the fact that you were raised by a single mom. So, um, I want you to kind of tell us what that was like. What did you see your mom do to push through and kind of just make it every day? Give us a little glimpse into what it was like being raised in the 50s and 60s um, and early 70s by a single mom. Well, one time I said (laughs) that I was raised in the Depression. (laughs) I I was like, mother, you were born in 55. The, the, the depression was not in the fifties. You're talking in the, you know, the twenties and the thirties. And she was like, what'd you say? I said, well, it was very depressing to me. <laughs> and it was. So we're good at history. Yeah. <laughs> good old days. Yeah. Huh, dogs? <laughs> yeah. The good old days. <laughs> okay. And let me ask you this too. She was single in mm-hmm. that time frame in yes. the fifties and sixties. Were you like the only child who had a single parent? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been the traditional American family would have been, you know, the Mm -hmm. nuclear mom, you know, dad, two children and a dog. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I like I said, I was so shy and quiet. I didn't really know friends other than Retta and Mama Margaret. And she was single. So those are the only people that I remembered being single for the time being around that era. Um, later on, as I got older, you know, things started happening and people started divorcing, which yeah. really shocked me because I thought everybody stayed together except my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Grandma Ruby. No, she was such a good mom and she did. She lived a really hard life. Um, she, I don't even know when she started working, but she was very young. She only had a seventh grade education. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of dropped out in the eighth grade because she was super shy and she had scarlet fever. And when she was getting ready to go back to school, one of the, her sisters, I don't remember which one, said, well, we told the teacher you died. So she said, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to go back. I, should, I never knew that. I never knew that either. She sure did. And they're like, well, you got 11 more. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, it might have been Wanda or one of them around her age. But yeah, they told the teacher that Ruby died. So... She wouldn't be coming back. So my mom was so shy, she would not go back to school. So that would have been a fun story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Okay, and when mom says that, that Grandma Ruby was shy, oh, like yeah. she probably would fall under a category of like agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a true mental health situation of fearful of people and in crowds but i mean even small crowds like she unknown crowds unknown yes yeah she could deal with like her family and big family gatherings of her people that she knew but even at that she would retreat and need to go sit in a bedroom and read because seventh grade education that woman was smart Mm -hmm. she oh my gosh maybe the most avid reader i've ever met i mean she gives our sweet lauren a run for her money yeah yeah. and but i mean grandma read but she she would even in in groups of her own people she would need to retreat Mm -hmm. and be alone yes 
Um, I remember that about her a lot. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. so she had it, that was, that would have been tough to be a single mom in that time frame. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I remember she teaching me how to find my way home from school when I was four years old. Four. Four. Because I was born in October. So rather than waiting for a full year to go by for me to start school, she needed help because she worked nights and she slept days and she had no help with me. So other than my aunts and she got tired of relying on them all the time. So, so she let me start school. And I remember her teaching me how to get home from school by myself. And of course, I didn't do so well the first few days. I got lost and sat down and cried. Oh, <laughs> four years old. Walk, can you imagine your four-year-old walking to school in Kansas City? Yeah. It uh, was no. scary. It was real scary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But she she was a survivor. And yeah. she... Um, she, what's what was hard to watch her do as a single mom was try to take good care of my brother and I and not rely on everybody all the time, even yeah. though she had to. So when she did, I think she would she 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 spent as much time with us as she could, but it was never enough time, never yeah. enough because she was exhausted all the time. She went to work tired, she got home tired. And um, she did that until I think she was like 67 years old, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then she passed away when she was 70. So yeah. we didn't get to spend much time with her. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She was a hard worker. She, she was. was a really hard worker. She yeah. did teach my brother and I that to, to be responsible and to um, go to work, get a job and and do the best that we could do while we were at work. And that that's a juxtaposition right there because her dad, Grandpa Kenny, who we loved so much. Mom's but, dad. Yeah, mom's dad. But boy could would not hold a job was he could hold a beer. He could yes. <laughs> exactly. He could hold some liquor, but he could not hold a job. Mm-hmm. And um and so that was you know, just the, 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 the night and day difference between grandma and grandpa. And they were best friends their whole lives. They just could not be married. I think they were the loves of each other's lives, yeah. but they just could not be married because exactly. he couldn't stop drinking and bar fighting. Yeah. Get his ear bit off. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That really happened. <laughs> really happened. He got his ear bitten off in a bar fight. Yes. <laughs> and so. and my, uh, my, my dad never gave child support. My mother raised us on her own yeah. until I was 12. And then she married a really, really nice man, which I was scared to death of because I was not used to having men around. Yeah. And so, um, but after that, she, and he was only, he only lived seven years after they got married. So but he was really good to you and to was. your brother, sweet, sweet stepdad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. she That's finally good. got a little break there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so into speaking into that, um, how did you break the cycle of a broken home? And how did you choose or decide to follow Jesus and commit your life and family to the faithfulness of the church when that wasn't something that was necessarily modeled for you? Wow. <laughs> okay. Because you had said, like, growing up, your grandma would take you all to church. 
Yes, and I believe that my grandma Dukes, my mom's mom, would take us to church, my brother and I, because my mom would work overtime on Saturday night. She worked in a factory, by the way, and um, she worked nights because she made 25 cents an hour more than if she worked days. So that was a big, big bunch of money back then. And so, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't sound like it, but it was. (laughs) Yeah, an extra quarter, but yeah. (laughs) An extra quarter an hour. That's pretty good. So, um my grandma would take my brother and I to church on Sundays, the Sundays that my mom would be sleeping. Some Sundays my mom wouldn't sleep because she didn't have to work Saturday night. So those Sundays I didn't get to go to church. But I remember um, seeing my grandma read her Bible every night in her bed before she would put us to sleep. And um, when when I got to go to church with her, it was a Methodist church. And she, um, we would go into the classes and I got to hear stories about Jesus. And I knew that if Jesus was walking with me, I would be safe. And if I could be safe, I could pray for my mom to be safe. Mm. And so, yeah. 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 That's what I did. (laughs) And so my, um, I finally, I went forward to be sprinkled, to be baptized, because I really, really believed that these stories were real and true, and I got sprinkled. Well, then we moved away from my grandma when my mom got married, and then I had another grandma. This was my stepdad's mom, and she lived with us for a while, and it was Grandma McQueen. She was wonderful, too. She really was. She loved God. She loved kids. Um, Both of my grandmas were very stern. But you knew that they loved you. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I decided back, way back when I was a child, that if I ever, ever got to have children of my own, I was going to teach them about God and Jesus. And I wanted them to follow him because there was such a family unit around when we talked about God or when we was around when we were in church. It felt like a family unit. And that's what I wanted my children to have. So that's when I decided way back then that that's what I was going to do. I did feel, however, unworthy to train you girls up the way that I felt like you needed to be. So... Um, we, when your dad and I had y'all, we decided together, I had told him, I really wanted to raise you in a church. And he said, good, that that's what I would like to do as well. So we found a church, a small church, because we were a little intimidated by the big churches. So we went to a small church and we decided, you know what? I decided the only way that I'm going to be able to really, really relate is to teach my children. I mean, to, to, to be able to understand the Bible. I needed to teach the Bible. So I started teaching Sunday school to the little kids. I love I that part of your story. Mm-hmm. I love it I that you wanted to like know it again because you didn't yes. get to go to church often with your grandma. It wasn't no. like you would say, because you would say, I wasn't raised in church. Mm-hmm. I got to go to church sometimes with my grandma, but it was different than being like there every week Correct. for every year. And so I love that when you decided to take your family to church that you were going to learn right alongside your kids. That's right. I just, I love that that is the heart of, um, 
I think that Jesus is looking for, you know, he's like, let the children, little children come to me. And like, and he tells his disciples, like, have faith like they have faith. Mm -hmm. So I have always just loved and appreciated that story. And I remember you being my, my Sunday school teacher. And I loved Mm -hmm. that you were my Sunday school teacher. That was so amazing. So cool. Yeah. So when you said you would see your grandma reading her Bible every night in her bed, would she read to y'all or was it just her, her silent reading? Generally it was her silent reading. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking her, like there was times, you know, when I would get sick or something and she would come to us and, and I'd say, grandma, would you read to me? Would you read what you were reading? And she would, she would read her Bible to me. And was it King James? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Was there any of other? It, there was it. There because was it. at that time, there were two Bibles, the King James and the Satanic. <laughs> no other differentiation or translations. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> yes, and the, the, the and all of that, that was a little confusing to me, but mm-hmm. she was really good to, to, to go to the, you know, Daniel and the lion's den stories, oh. things like that. Yeah, she yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. Awesome. I and love it. I have to share something about that because my grandma, she would read right next to my grandpa in bed, and she would read silently, but my grandpa did not believe in God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And she prayed for him all her life to believe in God. And I was told upon his deathbed that he finally relented. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I can say. Some people confess and repent. Some people just relent. Yeah, yeah. He might smell like a little smoke up there, yeah. but <laughs> we don't know. That's right. Um, I love it. Yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll find out. Yes. Well, if the thief on the cross right. can can enter into the heavenly, so yep. just because of professing, of that's right. Just professing the name of Jesus. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So I love that. Okay, so we were going to ask you, like, who modeled faith in Christ for you? So obviously, you've said your grandmas. Mm -hmm. Um, Were there ever any women in that church? So we went to a little church here in 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 West Texas um, called Bible Baptist Church. That was kind of our church home for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Probably built a lot of y'all's faith and knowledge of the Bible, would you say? Absolutely. That's where we, we both decided to teach Sunday school to help out, help with the the children's churches and to grow ourselves. And yes, absolutely. We learned a lot from that church. And yeah, there were women there that were just precious. They still are precious and they are, I don't know if they're still there. I haven't been back for a long time, but I know some of them are. Mm -hmm. And shout out to all you people. I love you still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember um, our pastor's wife, her name was, we called her Sister Pat. Mm -hmm. And she was precious. And did she lead you to the Lord? Pray no, with I you? got I got saved in Kansas. Okay. By Mrs. Turk. That's right. Yes. That's right. Well, Mrs. Um, Chanel, what's her name? Sister Pat. Sister Pat. She uh, was the one that prayed with me. I mean, I had, I had mom and dad had prayed with me at home, but then it was like, sit down with the minister's wife and make sure that like, I'm really doubly saved. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it sticks. Make, <laughs> yes. We wanted to make sure we were not seeing into this more than we thought. Well, yeah. I was little, yes. like I was just six. Yes. So yeah, I get that. So yeah, but Sister Pat, she was sweet. And then remember um, Sister Stella? Oh, yeah. Remember Miss Stella at the church? Just talk about the faithful women who 
um, were just there. I remember Miss um, Stella would always keep with the kids because on whatever night, Thursday nights or Tuesday nights, all the uh, the grownups would go do a visitation. Do you know what visitation is, Jenny? Why don't you tell our listeners what visitation was? Well, for those who don't know, um, you get a group together and then you divide and conquer the city mm-hmm. and you take pamphlets that have the romans road on it yes. where if you don't know how to if you died tonight do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you would wake up that's right where would you spend eternity where would you spend eternity and so the adults would go and knock on doors uh-huh. and they would hand pamphlets to whoever would open the door and we would basically be like the adults would be like let me in your home and then they would give them the pamphlet and say turn or burn <laughs> This is the invitation. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Kind of. And it was super safe because a lot of times the women would go with just another woman and they would get invited in and have a naked man sitting on the couch. Huh, Gogs? <laughs> True story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Gaga got invited into something yes. a little untoward. Scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> we tried, my, my lady friend and I, that we were... Doing visiting visitation. together mm-hmm. with yeah um we tried our hardest to get out there as fast as we could but they it was a man and his wife and they were saying no come on in here and we're like well we're just taking on little forgot his name but joey i'll say and um it we just left our track and said we really have other people to visit let us know if there's anything we can do. Bye. Like provide pants. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. we, we see you're good on the beer. Because <laughs> they were drunk they and were. naked. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, real real drunk and real naked. Yeah. <laughs> Did they turn or burn, Gaga? <laughs> I pray that they turned. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't stick around long enough to, to seal the deal. Yeah. 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 Um. So Miss Stella would be the one that on those days when the, the parents would go doing visitation, door knocking, that all the kids would stay at the church with Miss Stella, and Miss Stella would watch us, and she was the sweetest. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Oh, my gosh. Just so sweet. She would just take care of us and Aww. just kind of let us run the church and mm-hmm. play hide-and-seek and do whatever we were going to do. We Anyway, so there's just those women that, you know, that – mark your memory in these sweet ways and just how they served people they served the church they served the lord and they were just faithful yep. they they believe they still are mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then just at like a at a glance the world would not say that they did anything exceptional yeah you know until you talk to like one of us and you're like oh no their mark mm-hmm. was exceptional on my life yeah that's right on my memory on my heart so and i think those are the things that, that are going to matter when we get to heaven oh yeah those hidden secret special things yes i think yeah. you're right all right what else jenny what do we have for gaga what mom is one of your favorite mother's day gifts that you've ever received in all 43 are you 43 how dare you <laughs> You know I am 35. In all the years. Yes. In all my years of motherhood. Well, I have to say that y'all are my most favorite gift. Oh, really, really. what a gift that keeps on giving! <laughs> you we are. You are truly, truly, truly. I, I, I thanked God when I became a mother. It was the most precious gift ever, ever, ever. And um, and it makes me happy every day 
to just see your faces, see you smile. I'm not codependent, but boy, I sure could be. (laughs) (laughs) She's a little Enneagram too. Bless her. I just love seeing my girls. I thought you were going to say, I mean, that's the excellent answer, by the way. Thank you for that. But I thought you were going to say it was the uh, elephant in air quotes that we bought you. (gasps) Yeah, I thought so too. You know, (laughs) my little elephant slash pig. (laughs) So mom has always loved elephants. She has collected them. She loves them. So when we were little, how old were we? Maybe four, four and five, five four and, and five. six. Yeah, okay. Four and five. So dad obviously took us to buy mom a Mother's Day gift. And you know, back in the day, little Johnson's were poor as dirt. Yes. And so we went to some little shop. I don't even remember where, grocery store maybe. TGNY. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Or Wards or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was actually a department store because I think yes. that's what made it so special. Oh. It was like, we're buying her crystal. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we thought. Yes. So we see these crystal figurines on this shelf and we see this elephant and we're like, that's the thing we're yes. going to get mom for Mother's Day. <laughs> and yes. so we get the box because you can't just take it off the, like the display. You have to get the box. So we get the box and we are so, I mean, we are ecstatic yes. to give mom this gift. Yes. And she opens it up and opens the box and inside is a crystal piggy <laughs> little pig i just want y'all to know i was traumatized devastated they devastated were. they were y'all have seen the the funny videos of like after halloween when the parents <laughs> lie to their kids and say that they ate all their kids candy overnight and the kids like fall out on the floor yeah jenny and i like fell out on, and we did not they, fall out they no. cried we cried yes. and cr- we were broken hearted we ruined mother's we day oh. the dang pig <laughs> And mom laughed and said she loved it. It was her favorite pig she had ever received. <laughs> the only pig. <laughs> and she thought it was wonderful and she would not go and exchange it. Nope. 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 <laughs> it was beautiful. And I probably still have that somewhere in all of my figurines. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. It was precious. And, and. I was just sad to see them cry like they were crying, like y'all were crying, because I knew in your hearts that that was going to be the best elephant in the whole wide world. Oh. <laughs> I still remember it. It was like Schwarzkowski. <laughs> Did I say it right? Yeah. Jenny's a fancy lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Scotsky Crystal. I wonder where Bubba gets it. Bubba makes the funniest like pronunciations. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She get mm. it from her mama. Mm, yeah. I love that too. I talk good. <laughs> yeah. I should have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Prince Harry will listen. Uh. <laughs> That would be my next gift. Yes, absolutely. Um, next to your children. <laughs> next to my children. And my Thanks. grandchildren. Yeah. Then seeing my grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> They're just a, a gift beyond gifts. It's unbelievable. We've loved, we talk about this all the time when you're not around, that we love watching you with our girls mm-hmm. because we didn't grow up near our grandmothers. Dad's mom lived in Dallas and then Grandma Ruby lived in Kansas City, Kansas. And so there was just, there wasn't proximity. And so we didn't get like 
playful grandmas that rode bikes with us and right. took trips with us and went on adventures and sat and played Barbies or dolls or nothing like never, never. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it is the sweetest thing that like our children basically when Gaga walks in, like they're calling dibs. Oh yeah. On, we are chopped liver. Oh, forget it. We can just disappear. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we cease to exist, but we love that. It's so special and precious that they love her when they have good news to share or exciting things like the first person they want to call, mm-hmm. you know, Gaga. Mm-hmm. And like that. that's just so precious. Um, or whenever your youngest calls and tells on you, oh my gosh. I'm telling your mom. <laughs> that's what she tells me. And she does. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Baba will record herself in these little videos and she'll send us videos and she'll be like, mom, mom, jump, jump. She'll be telling us on Jenny, and she won't let me do nothing. I'm in here. J- JK, just kidding, just kidding, just yeah, kidding. Yeah. You know, she doesn't really want to get in trouble, but she needs a, like a vlog to vent, mm-hmm. and then she'll send videos. And so she sends them to mom, to oh, Gaga. She does. And then Gaga sends them back to us because they are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Don't tell her. No, no. She's going to hear this. Oh, no. Yes. So it's the funniest thing. I love that. I love that, you know, um, that the way that you think about your grandmothers and their influence on your life, um, our, our daughters, you know, are, they're going to have that. They already have that. Yeah. And then so much more that you weren't just like this presence and this, another adult, like just doing life around them, about them, mm-hmm. but that like you were literally on the floor playing with them and, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of them and man, it's so special to watch. Yeah, and we is. always say, we wish everybody had a mom like you mm-hmm. like you were the best mom thank you i think jeremy would be fine if i died but he always says gaga is not allowed to die i, know. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't Ever. think that's what he means that. <laughs> Ever. that's so precious that's i precious. know and my grandbabies they they i always wanted to be have have a special relationship with my own children and i worked and so i didn't get to spend as much time with y'all as i wanted to but being able to spend time with the girls kind of brings that back to me. Yes. And and I want to give to them everything that I couldn't give to you girls. And I love it. I love mm-hmm. being able to share that time with them. They are so fun. And just you, you can learn as an adult from these children so much. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, the best thing you gave us was the fact that you gave us a childhood where we did not feel like we lacked anything. No. And then we grew up and didn't have to recover from a childhood, from yeah. our childhood. That's right. And um, I, I think about your story in having these divorced parents in a time where that was just kind of unheard of, very unusual. The working mom, again, full-time working mom, again, highly unusual. Um, and then the fact that you did, you do not have a bone... Uh, uh, the tip of a root of bitterness in Mm -hmm. you about the way you were raised about towards your dad, you just accepted them for what, where they were Mm -hmm. and what they couldn't offer. You just did not take that personally. How did you you make excuses for them? Like it, it wasn't this, you know, pacification of, well, that's just who they are. It wasn't even that either. Right. Like you, you held them accountable, but it wasn't 
out of a bitterness. Yeah. How did you do that? How did you not like kind of look back and be resentful over mom wasn't there and dad wasn't there or whatever? Like, how did you not do that? I believe that that has, that came from God directly, definitely from God. Um, but also because my mother, she she lived such a hard life that she had such grace and such, she inspired me to not complain. She was not a complainer. I don't know that my mother ever complained. That's probably why she ended up having liver cancer because she never complained about being in pain or anything. And and she didn't complain about having to get up at and be at work at 10 o'clock at night and get home at 7 o'clock in the morning on some lucky days. <laughs> and she was she was so graceful about it. And I felt like I wanted to be like that part of her. And yes, there were parts that I wanted to change in raising my children, which I, I felt like, you know, if I don't want my children to be raised the same way I was, I've got to make those changes. And so I just felt really blessed to, to have the village around me that I had. And I was just thankful. I just, I don't remember wanting um, or thinking bad thoughts. I just don't remember that. Yeah. I love that. Well, you didn't, first of all, what I hear in that is you didn't compare yourself to others around you. Mm -hmm. That's so wise. Because that always, no, because it just brings you down. Right. Somebody's dad would always tell us, um, you know, somebody's always going to be smarter than you, prettier than you, richer than you, like whatever it is, like, and he wasn't doing it to, to break us down. Right. It was no. never that he no. was just like, this is the reality of life. And so if you'll just like celebrate people mm-hmm. in, in, in all the good things that they have to offer and you bring what you have to offer and you bring the best of you, then you're going to, you're going to do better in life Absolutely. versus comparing and, and mm-hmm. feeling you know, better than or worse than. Yeah, that's right. And so he was, he just always kind of wanted us on that playing field. But I think that's so mm-hmm. smart, not, you know, comparing yourself to others yes. and, um, and then just having an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Like just being grateful and thankful mm-hmm. and, and that pushes out the propensity for a spirit of complaint. Yeah. Just complaining. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're very positive. You're a positive woman. Always. Always been. There probably was a time, but I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Black it out. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. And that's another reason that I decided I wanted to raise my children different and have their dad present, even though our marriage was not perfect. Mm. We still wanted both of you to be raised with love around you. We wanted you to have a home and have the things that we didn't have, the, the extras that we didn't have. And so that was that was built in us from the time that we were little. We both wanted the same thing, which I felt was very important in our marriage. And yeah, like I said, it wasn't perfect, but we wanted what we could give to you as much as we could with the love behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all succeeded. Yeah, y'all did. You succeeded because dad grew up in a a broken home, never even really knew his dad. Mm -mm. And his mom was in and out of the picture, a lot of times out of the picture more than in. And so, yeah, you guys definitely were like cycle breakers for us. Yeah. You definitely forged a path. We, you know, 
nobody had gone to college. Very few people had finished high school, you know, in the family line, especially dad's family line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he was so, y'all were so adamant that we finish school and that we, um, go to college. And I mean, dad was just always like, don't get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, that was a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was an 18-year-old dad, and he was like, let me tell you, I love you girls, but it's yeah. hard. Yeah, exactly. He was like, we were 10, we were like, okay, here's the goal. Like, love Jesus, yeah. like, finish high school, don't get pregnant, go to college. Yeah. That was, that was it, summed it up. What else do you need? I know. He was to the point. Yes. yes. Always. Oh, yeah. Direct. Yes. Direct, Yes. And then mom would swoop in and like soften the edges. And what dad means is. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what else do we have today? That's all we have on our little um, list of questions. Do you have anything else you want to add? Gogs? Lady Gaga? <laughs> Lady Gaga. Oh, thank you, Lady Gaga, for your for sharing your name with me. <laughs> Uh, I think you were first. Yeah, you? yeah I think I was. <laughs> yes. but I'll, I'll share too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that I am very, I just want you to know how grateful I am for you and to be a part of this show. And I'm so thankful that you're out there on the air and, and I hope everybody loves you as much as I do. Mm-hmm. You're so sweet. You are so sweet. Mom is the cutest because she, she thinks that we're famous because we have a podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> She thinks Prince Harry listens. <laughs> Mom goggles. <laughs> I'm sending this to him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I want to thank you for being our just our greatest support throughout our whole lives, for always and forever, for believing in every crackpot dream, mostly for me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but just you're always just supportive and you always say, okay, I'm, I love it. Uh, how can I help? Uh-huh. Even if you don't understand it or get it one bit, you are like, I love it. And how can I help? And so thank, thank you. you for just always loving us in that way. And to all you moms out there, that's all it takes, right? Mm-hmm. Just, I love you. How can I help? Mm-hmm. Is Amen. Gosh, that's, that's mm-hmm. the best way to support your kids and Mm-hmm. And your grown kids too. Oh, we, yeah. st- we still want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Everybody needs it. Everybody yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. We love you. We love you, Mom. I love you both. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So I think we were going to finish today instead of doing our things that make you go, hmm, reflections. I think we're going to do a little prayer circle and we're going to take turns praying and uh, Jenny is going to pray. Jenny, tell them who, who you're going to pray for. I forgot what my assignment was. Okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We've been talking a long time. It's okay. You are going to just pray a kind of a blessing for just all moms in general, okay. just every mom. So Jenny's going to start us. Okay. Father God, we just thank you so much for every listener here, whether they are a mom that has her own personal children, a spiritual mother. Um, we're all here to nurture somebody, some relationship, even those who um, we might not even know are watching us. Um, I pray that you will strengthen us as mothers, mothers of faith. I pray that you will uh, guide our words 
guide our decisions. I pray blessings over everybody listening that they will feel uplifted and encouraged and edified. And I pray that if they don't have that mom, yes, that they can share ours <laughs> and that you will bring to them somebody who thinks the world of them just like you do. And maybe that person's not there in, in uh, the physical form, but I pray that they will fill your spirit and they will um, immerse themselves in your word and know what you say about them. Yes. And God, whenever we do start to feel inadequate or um, like failures, that you will remind us what you call us. And you will remind us who you made us to be and what our purpose is. And that purpose is to love you and to love others. Help us in our words to be uplifting to other women and of all generations, younger, same generation, older. I pray that um, your blessings will just sustain us and um, bless this Mother's Day, God, that for some it's not going to be easy. Yes. And I pray that you will just... um, surround us with your spirit and go before us and behind us and hem us in in your love and protection and we just thank you for this role yes it's hard but thank you thank you for it that's right lord i'm gonna say a prayer to you for all of those who've lost their mothers father young children that have lost their mothers in various ways. I ask, Lord, that you will please go to protective angels around each and every one of them. Um, Guide and direct them through others that love you, Lord. Send them angels with skin on. Yes. Lord, for those who have lost their mothers, no matter how lately it's been or how long it's been, I pray that you'll give them the wisdom to keep on wanting to serve you and take care of their families. Yes. And the way you would have them take care of their families, Lord. Watch over their grieving hearts and lift them up, Lord, through others that love them, through others that that may not even know them, Lord. Father, we love you, and we ask that you will bless each one of these people who even have their mothers on this earth, that they will have time with them and that they will be able to spend that time in a loving way. We just pray this in your holy and sweet name. Father, I want to pray, Lord, and lift up the woman who uh, wants so desperately to bear the title of mother and for the, the empty womb that maybe she's carrying, Lord, and, and, and a dream that feels unfulfilled, a hope uh, that has not yet come to fruition. Lord, I pray for that heart of that woman. I pray that... You will help her as she grieves. Lord, maybe she's lost a baby. Maybe she's buried a baby. Or maybe month after month, 
the pregnancy test has come up negative despite doctors and efforts and all the things, Lord. I pray for the heart of that woman, many women, Lord. I pray that you will give her strength, that you will give her grace. I pray that Mother's Day, though it can be so triggering, will just be full of your peace, Lord, uh, the way that only you can bring it, the way that it surpasses all understanding, that she may dread it. But Lord, I pray that when she wakes up on Sunday for Mother's Day, that she will just be full of peace, Lord, and even joy. And Lord, I pray that you'll even give hope renewed where it's necessary. I pray that you will help her to want to get up and live for purpose, Lord, for your purposes in her life. I pray that you will give her eyes to see what those are. I pray that uh, you will help her as the longing of her heart is unfulfilled. I pray that you will fill her up. And um, I pray, Lord, that you will open those, um, those channels for her to become a mother. Lord, whether that is that you open her womb or that the adoption will happen and go through. Or Lord, if none of that's your plan, that Lord, instead you change her heart and you give her those spiritual children to invest in, to pour in, and that her joy will be complete first and always in you. And I pray that over all of us moms, that Lord, as much as we joy and we take such gladness in raising our kids, that we don't ever mix up our identities in them. Lord, that you will help us to fix our eyes on you and maintain our identity in you alone, Jesus. And may we, Lord, just lead whoever's following us, little tiny feet following us, big grown feet following us, whoever's following us, Lord, let us walk in a way, Lord, that we are leading them straight to you. Bless all these moms listening, Lord. Bless these dads. Help them not to ruin the day. (laughs) Help them to make it a blessing, Father. Let them just really, really pour out blessing on the women in their life. To let them know how much they're appreciated and loved and needed and wanted. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for the gift of motherhood, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We love you all. Love y'all. Love y'all.